I think we should go ahead and break open the word, and then um, we'll, we'll receive the offering, do some other announcements later tonight. Can we do that? Well, that was weak. Can, can we do that? Did you bring your Bible tonight? <laughs> Did you all bring your Bible? Wow. God is so good. What am I doing here? I've got to fix this. All right. Well, I want you to, you've got a hold of your Bible. Go ahead and go to Ephesians chapter 6 tonight. And uh, we're going we're gonna to make our way there in just a few moments. Holy Spirit, wow. Woo. Wow. Do you sense the presence of the Lord here tonight? Yeah. There's more. There's more that the Lord is courting us into, wooing us into. Far, far exceedingly more, immeasurably, immeasurably more that the Holy Spirit is courting us into and taking us into to capture this entire region. It's about the glory of the Lord. It's about the glory of the Lord. It's about encountering the face of God. We are being changed, amen, from glory to glory. It requires transformed people to transform a city. It requires transformed leaders and transformed churches to transform a region. <laughs> and joy is really good, too. <laughs> the Lord is courting us into a new realm and a new place of glory. Hallelujah. We say, come, Lord Jesus, come. so holy. You know what's great? If somebody was weeping next to you, tears dripping off their chin, you'd say, oh, God is really touching them. But when someone gets hit with joy, everybody's like, oh, oh. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Lord, refresh the people tonight. Refresh the people. For in your presence, there is fullness of joy. Say that tonight. In your presence. There is fullness of joy. Come on, church, in your presence. Yeah, teach us to drink in, Lord. Teach us to drink in. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's hard to laugh with your mouth closed. <laughs> More of you, Lord. More of you. Let the fragrance of the Lord 
fill this house. Let the glory of the Lord fill this house. Let the fire of the Lord fill this house. Let the joy of the Lord fill this house. Woo! Let the goodness of God fill this house. Glory, glory, glory. Years ago, I was with Rodney Howard Brown, and Rodney was talking, <clears throat> this is many years ago, Rodney was talking about the joy of the Lord first erupting in upstate New York, and the joy of the Lord just began to come through. Duncan Campbell called it the dancing hand of God in the Hebrides revival. He called it the dancing hand of God, that the Lord would come in and just begin to hit people. People would just be taken out. People would be baptized in the Spirit. People would be filled. People would be drunk. But after the joy of the Lord hit upstate New York, <clears throat> Rodney told us, he said, he said the Lord spoke to him directly, and he said, he said, if you are ashamed of what I am doing in your midst, I'll lift my hand off of, off, off of you in this ministry, and I'll give this to somebody else. And he said, oh, God, do not lift. Do not lift your presence off of us. Do whatever you want to do. You are welcome. And I'll tell you, Victory, that's who we are. We want to say, God, you do whatever you want to do. Come on, church. You do whatever you want to do. You are welcome. Come on. You are welcome, Holy Spirit. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Fill and refresh. Fill and refresh. Amen. Did I tell you Ephesians 6? Did I? There. <laughs> wow. Well, um, feels really good. Feels really good. Thank you, Lord. Last night, um, some of you know. But last night, I had the privilege of being in Tampa, Florida. <laughs> I had the privilege of being in Tampa, Florida with a friend of ours, Charlie Kirk, who favored me and just made way for me to step into a gathering, really a gathering of amazing leaders to our nation, um, one of them being our own Florida governor, Ron DeSantis. Praise God for him. There's over 5,000, over 5,000 young people there from ages like 18 to 23. Think of that. Ladies and gentlemen, I saw an army, an army of young people last night. And I saw leaders from our nation's capital and around our nation. Senator Josh Hawley was there. How many of you know who I'm talking about? Senator Josh Hawley, Missouri. Uh, Ted Cruz was there. Ben Carson uh, was there. Many, many voices. Uh, of course, Charlie himself, but then uh, 
Um, really the epic point last night of just thundering was Governor Ron DeSantis. I want to tell you, our, gover our governor is carrying an, um, an amazing mantle of anointing from God. Something, something extraordinary. I'm telling you, the hand of God is upon him and Casey in an extraordinary, extraordinary way. I believe very soon, this is me, okay, not regurgitating somebody else. I'm telling you, very soon, we're going to see Ron and Casey DeSantis immersed in the fires of revival. And they may be getting drunk and hit with the joy as well and baptized in the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, their, their life is divinely marked. Their life is divinely marked. The message that he thundered, carried last night, absolutely amazing. Amazing. Every one of the speakers last night made this declaration. They said, revival is coming to America. <laughs> revival is coming to America. You know what I love? Something about Charlie's life. How many of you know who I'm talking about when I say Charlie Kirk? Okay, good. That's most of the room. Charlie came into our life last year. He's a, he's a newer friend. He's a, he's a young man. He's a brilliant young man. Someone else that God has just uniquely mantled for such a time as this. He is a rallying point. He is. He is a thundering rallying point for truth and righteousness. He is a clear clarion call. I'm telling you, when he speaks, it's like a trumpet goes off in him. And he, he's, he's clear. He's in the path. He's in the zone and he speaks truth and righteousness. And what I love, he has joined himself to spiritual fathers and mothers. He's a lover of God himself. Okay, this just was not a, a, a political gathering. There was political and ecclesia there. And actually, Sean Foyt is there leading worship right now. And President Trump is speaking tonight. Many, many other powerful voices. And guys, I'm telling you, I'm so encouraged in my spirit what God is doing in our nation. I'm so encouraged. There is an army that is rising up. We are going to take back this nation. The Lord is fighting for America, and he is in the process in the process of saving our beloved America. And he is doing it through the ecclesia leaders. He is doing it through civil leaders and the union and the joining of, the, of this leadership. What we are seeing God do in the government mountain is extraordinary. I thank God for how he uniquely gifted Donald Trump to come in and just absolutely unmask and take the covers off of the vile corruption that has laid waste in this nation. God is going to reward him for it too. I'm just declaring it. So much has been stolen from that Trump family and from him and Melania. God's going to reward him. God's rewarding him. And we've just continued to pray that God would renew his youth like the eagle. Amen. Wow. 
So I want to speak to you for the next few moments. And I know some of you want me to talk more and more about last night. But honestly, um, as I said in prayer, it would sound self-aggrandizing, you know, concerning myself. The people I've had the privilege to be with tonight or last night and stand before, I mean, it, it's the Lord. It's the favor of the Lord, and it's, it's in the time and in the window of God. It's in the purposes of God, and that's what it's about. Amen. So I'm not even boasting in that whatsoever. But, boy, I'll tell you what. Guys, we're, we're coming into the great awakening. Amen. We are. We're, we're coming into the great awakening. And something we, you know, we have been saying this over and over. We're not going to be presumptuous how this is going to look. So often we just think in terms of revival. When we think of revival, we think of revival history, and we, we think of people getting hit in the power of God and baptizing the Holy Ghost and all of that. But listen, something, something so necessary has to happen in the work of reformation from God, the work of reforming this nation and fortifying the foundations and the pillars, the sacred pillars of this country and restoring us back to morality, restoring us back to principle, restoring us back to the Constitution, restoring us back to the Bill of Rights. All of this is necessary. Hallelujah. And God, see, that because the future belongs to the righteous. I said the future belongs to the righteous. The future, you have to let your mind be renewed. Everything in virtual reality looks like we've, we've been deserted by God and abandoned. I'm going to tell you that's from the father of lies. America has not been abandoned by God. America is being saved by the Lord our God. It's being saved through the ecclesia. Let there be joy in the house tonight. Come on. Let there be joy. And let there be faith. Let there be faith. I want to talk to you for the next few moments, if you're taking some notes tonight, about warring to win. Warring to win. And we are definitely in a wartime. There's no mincing words about it. We are in wartime. There is epic warfare. As, as the Apostle Paul or the Apostle Peter said, don't think it's such a strange thing that you find yourselves in fiery trials or fiery temptations. These things that are happening, listen, stay with me here. Stay locked in tonight. This is an hour of, of intense warfare, but this is an hour of intense training by the Spirit of God for us to become mighty and learn how to fight and how to use our faith and how to become valiant in the battle and how to become masterful overcomers against the works of darkness. Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> so, I want to give you some of the words of Jesus before we jump into Ephesians 6. We are, we are in a time of warfare. We are in a time and a season of warring. The prophets and the watchmen are, have been telling us, prepare. Listen, the watchmen, the prophets, the apostles have been telling us to prepare. 
I'm not embarrassed tonight, and I'm going to do it again, and I've been saying it for over two years. We've been telling everyone, get your storehouses prepared. Are you out there tonight? Get your storehouses prepared. Get ready. Well, I'm not embarrassed one bit to tell the people, to continue to tell the people, get prepared. Get your food prepared. Get your water prepared. Get your medical supplies prepared. Get your ammunitions prepared. Get your medical supplies prepared. Get your money prepared. I'm going to let the naysayers say what they want. It's not about my reputation in the earth. Amen? It's not, about, it's not one thing about my reputation in the earth. It's me being a good shepherd and loving you and leading you and say, get ready. And I know you're getting ready, getting prepared. God's going to bless you in your storehouses. Amen? Say it tonight. God will bless me in my storehouses. So we've discerned it. We've discerned the hour. We've heard the word of the Lord. We've stayed sharp. We've stayed watchful. We've been preparing. And we're also watching. Something interesting happened just days ago. I'm not going to elaborate on this strong tonight and go down this path. I spoke a message just weeks weeks ago called Shaking the Nations. And I encourage you to go back in our media archive. Shaking the Nations was a message about the the war of Gog and Magog, specifically Ezekiel 38 and 39. This week, what we saw with the alliance of Russia and Iran and Turkey joining together, ladies and gentlemen, this is unprecedented. This this is a 2,600-year-old biblical prophecy from Ezekiel that is now stepping into time. The landscape is changing so fast. Things are being set up. I just remind you tonight, every word of this is true. Every word of this is true. This is our final authority. Things are happening so fast. And you you know what? This, this, this alliance, ladies and gentlemen, is not about wheat. It's not about grain. It's, a, it's not about food. The prophetic word has already told us they're coming together because they are dreaming of annihilating Israel. Things are escalating fast. Guys, what am I saying? I'm saying we're in a season of war. We're in a season where we're going to see war very, very, very soon breaking out in the world. It's going to escalate and escalate. We are living in the last days. We are living in the end times. What's so exhilarating is that we have been living our lives saying, come Lord Jesus, come. The spirit and the bride say, come. This Maranatha cry is coming up out of our spirit. The greatest, beyond our wildest imagination is the glorious return of the Lord Jesus Christ for the bride. He's coming. Jesus said it like this in Matthew 24. I'm just going to use a few of these words. I'm going to go to Ephesians 6. So stay there behind me on the screen, please. Jesus said, you're going to hear of wars and rumors of wars. See to it that you are not troubled. I want to just let that, let that wash over you right now. See to it that you are not troubled. You know, you know, people that are anxious are ones that are not prepared. I'm going to say that again. People that are anxious are those that are not prepared. Those that are prepared spiritually and in other natural preparations, they're not going to be in anxiety and panic. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Jesus said all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. But I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, the end is drawing near. The end of this age is racing 
towards us. It is accelerating. It's that, that rhythm, it just seems like it's accelerating like that. It's getting faster. What? It's the birth pains. It's coming. For nations are going to rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. Jesus went on. He said there will be famines. This is an interesting thought. Jesus didn't tell us how these famines would actually come about. I, I will just tell you very plainly, I think there are man-made, fabricated famines that are getting ready to come upon us. We are, we are actually seeing in our own nation, farmers are warning, giving dire warning about famines coming. Man, Brian, I came to church for good news. Then you came to the right place. Just strap in. Keep your safety belt on, ladies and gentlemen. There are, there are many men right now with evil intentions that are plotting evil and wickedness. Some radical things are about to hit the nations. We are, guys, we are in a very strategic month of the month of July. I know many of you saw the prophetic word released by Pastor Kilpatrick. Pastor Kilpatrick will be with us three weeks from tonight. Many of you know that Chuck Pierce was pointing towards July as well. And it, listen, I, I'm not smart enough it's not by accident that we went into this fast into July. We didn't do our normal 21-day fast this year in the month of January. We hit January with one week. We did April for one week. Here we jumped over. Here we are in one week of, of, of uh, fasting, fasting and consecration right in July. Guys, I believe the Lord, see, He's leading us. He is strategically leading us and getting us ready and getting us prepared spiritually, physically, emotionally, financially, our storehouse is ready. Are you hearing me? He's doing it. We're in wartime. I want to give you some words, just some powerful words for just a moment. This is from Dutch Sheets. Let it be said in our generation, that when a nation teetered on the edge of destruction, having lost the ancient path of truth and righteousness, we answered the divine call to war for its restoration. Let that just settle in on you. Those words came from Dutch Sheets. I want to give you the words from Governor Ron DeSantis from last night. This is what he said last night. He said, for 2022, get ready to battle. Put on the armor of God. Put on the shield of faith. Pick up the sword of truth. We have only begun to fight. Ready yourself, steady yourself, anchor yourself in the Lord. We have only begun to fight in this hour, and we will war to win. I'm going to quote somebody else. This is Brian Gibbs. He's a friend of mine. I love Brian. He's a good man. I do not, I do not major in warfare. I major in Christ's victory. I do not ignore warfare. I see it for what it really is. But I fight the good fight of faith to win because Christ has already won full supremacy and holds all authority. 
And because he is in me and I am in him, I am always positioned for victory. We don't ignore warfare, but we don't major in it either. But warfare is very real. Spiritual warfare is very real. It's very intense. God has given us all that we need in his word to prevail and conquer all the works of the enemy. When the apostle John wrote, he wrote these words. He said it was for, it was for this purpose that Jesus was manifested in the earth that he might destroy all the works of the devil. And the reason that we are manifested as the church is so that we can enforce the victory that Jesus has already won over the enemy. Are you hearing me tonight? Now let's jump into the words of the Apostle Paul. And I'm in Ephesians 6 tonight. And finally, dear brothers, and I'll just say dear sisters tonight, be strong in the Lord, right? And in the power of His might. Be strong in the Lord. And in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. And therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you can, you are able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Come on, one more time. Take the sword of the Spirit which is the Word of God. You should have heard that army of over 5,000 young people when our governor thundered over them. Take up the sword of the Spirit. Take up the sword of truth. Come on, give me a shout of amen tonight in this house. Take up the sword. You gotta take up the word. The word which is your ultimate weapon. The word that is eternal. The word that is faithful. The word that is true. The word that is unstoppable. The word that is forever trustworthy. And this word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld him full of grace and truth. He's the living word and the written word. Not one word of it shall pass away. Jesus said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall remain forever. How are you going to win? You've got to be clothed in Christ. You've got to put on the armor of God. You have to be able to stand in this evil day, ladies and gentlemen. You have to be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Don't think it's strange, fiery temptation. Don't think it's strange, spiritual warfare against you. 
Let it embolden you in your confidence in the Spirit of God that you're going to prevail over and triumph over all the works of the enemy in this last days. Come on, church. Paul goes on praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Praying always with all prayer, supplication in the Spirit. Now, before I go there, supplication, this is strong. Basically, I, I want to give you some language for this. This means quality time with God. This means making an investment. Supplication is quality time with God. And I've told you this many times, not everything can come because you, you just made an investment of five minutes to walk an aisle and have somebody pray for you. Are you hearing me? Supplication and prayer is quality time with God. It's immersing yourself in the Word and spending time with the Spirit of God. So Paul goes on. He says, praying with all kinds of prayer and supplication spirit, being watchful to this end. Say watchful tonight, would you? Come on, say watchful. With all perseverance. And supplication for all the saints. You see, you got to speak faith. You got to speak the word. You got to speak the word. You got to pray the word. You got to you got to prophesy the word. You got to take the word, and you've got to war to win. You can't be like a man who, that is doubting, like a wave that is blown to and fro. You got to anchor yourself and anchor your heart steady in the word of God. And you've got to speak faith, and you've got to pray the word, say the word, decree the word, speak the word over your life, speak the word over your wife, speak the word over your husband, speak the word over your children, your grandchildren. Speak the word of the Lord over America. Speak the word of the Lord. Use the word of God. America's being saved, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you. I couldn't say that unless my mind is renewed and my heart is bound to the, to the will of God. America's being saved. And I believe that God is rescuing this nation from becoming a goat nation. What we have been praying in this house is that the covenant, the heart-to-heart -heart covenant between America and Israel will not be broken. And that we will stand with Israel in these last days. I believe it's going to happen. God's going to rescue us. He's, he's already rescuing us. It's happening. God is overturning the evil. He's overturning the evil of this nation. He's exposing it, and it will ultimately be judged. Words of Paul. Let's go on. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Paul's told us to suit up. He said, put your armor on. Come on, suit up. Suit up. Touch, touch somebody tonight. Tell them, suit up. Come on, come on and do it. I know that aggravates you when you get these instructions. Oh, oh, shirt up, shirt up. Say it with faith to somebody. Stir it up. Stir up your faith. Come on, stir up your faith. Suit up. Wear your armor. Grab hold of your shield of faith. Take up the sword of the Spirit. Wear the belts of truth. 
Let your feet be shod with the preparation of the gospel. Suit up. That means be a warrior. Be a warrior. Be a soldier. Be a mighty. I got to remind you guys, you're not just the bride of Christ. You are mighty soldiers under God's command. So suit up. So he goes on, he says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against what? Come on, talk to me tonight, victory. Every high thing that exalts itself against the? Say it out loud, the knowledge of God. You know, men can have babies in 2022. Oh, that's right. That's right. I'm just trying you on for size tonight, you know. The things that try to really lift itself against the knowledge of God, the things that are anchored forever, you know, that we, we really don't need to call boys boys anymore. Did you know that? We really don't need to call girls uh, girls anymore. We don't, we don't have to talk about chromosomes. I mean, we can just let the kids figure out through their feelings what they desire to be. Let's just make it normal and natural for us to reach inside a mother's womb and dismember a, a, a human living being and tear it to shreds and say that it's okay all on the altar of our lust for self-indulgence. It exalts itself against the knowledge of God. There is a bold and radical ecclesia that is going to stand against evil in this last day and say, that is an abomination against God. Stop trying to make everybody feel good. I wish I could just shout this to every preacher in America. Stop making everybody try to feel good. So now we can just say, let's just go ahead and castrate little children. Let's transform them into something. Let's let them believe at a, at a young age they can become whatever they desire. Let's not call babies little boys or babies little girls. Let's just let them discover it because they don't really, they don't really belong to parents anyway. They just belong to the continuum of life cycle. And when they discover who they they really are. They can just proclaim who they really are. I, I'm just feeding you these things that are exalting themselves against the knowledge of God. They're exalting themselves against the knowledge of God. You can sleep with whoever you want to sleep with. You can marry whoever you want to marry. It's going to go on and on and on. And all of this debauchery and abomination is coming to a height. Why? Because every seed that is planted is now growing into full harvest. The harvest is coming up. Every wicked, abominable seed is now growing up to full maturity. But there are also seeds of the glory of God and the anointing and purity and power and victory that has been sown. That now it is growing into fullness. And brother, you better believe the hour of divine confrontation between light and and darkness has come. And you better become a voice for God 
And you better stand against all that is trying to exalt itself against the knowledge of God. You better rise up and take your place and be bold. Get dressed. Suit up. Get the full armor of God on. Let's get this thing going. All of these things that I've mentioned, they're lies. They're lies. They're lies. And who are they from? They're from the father of lies. You know why? Because Satan always tries to exalt himself against God. Iniquity was found in Lucifer in eternity past. What was he doing? He was trying to exalt himself against all that is God. He was trying to exalt himself over the glory of God. He was trying to exalt himself over the throne of God. I will make myself like God. I will be like God. I will be worshipped like God. Do you see it? The very nature of Satan and the sons of disobedience, they want to totally ignore and wipe out the knowledge of God. I want you to listen to this. This is Romans 128. It defines this wicked and perverse generation that we're living in tonight. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, you see that? Underline that. They didn't like to retain God in their knowledge. God gave them over to it. He gave them over. That's, that's four of the most scariest words right there. He gave them over to a debased mind to those things which are not fitting. They didn't like to retain God in their knowledge. This, this whole insanity of this woke culture, what is it? At the very base of it, guys, they are trying to erase a living, holy God. That one day they will stand before and they will give an account for everything that they have done. I'll tell you what, that's the fear of the Lord. <laughs> now, I'm going to stretch you a little bit. Listen to this, Romans 1.18. Romans 1.18, put it in your notes tonight. And I just want to make mention that this is New Testament for all of you that think, hey, I'm under grace. This is New Testament. You ready? For the wrath of God. There's three big words. The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth. In ungodliness. Let's read it again. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. you got to grab hold of this. If you're going to pray the word, if you're going to believe that word, and if you're going to pray that word, then you need to say, God, release your wrath. On all ungodliness. Oh, that got about five amens. Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. Are you going to stand with the word? Is the word your final authority? Well, you just want to play patty cake a little bit and have your little swirls of friendship with the world. Don't want to offend anybody. I'm going to tell you, brother, there is a church that is going to stand with God. And they're going to say, Lord, let your wrath come upon this wickedness. (laughs) 
Let your wrath come upon this demonic siege. Let your wrath bring them to a place of brokenness and repentance that their very soul might be saved. We've got a war to win. You got to fight in this thing. You have a mega fight ahead of you. I came here for good news, Brian. I'm preaching it to you. You got a mega, mega epic fight ahead of you, and you need to be getting yourself ready. That's why those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. You'll run and not grow weary. You'll walk and not faint. You have to get invigorated in the presence of God. I've been fasting seven days. I could fall over and go to sleep right now. I'm telling you, I'm not in my natural flesh or in my natural mind. I'm telling you, there is an invigoration from the Spirit of God that will keep you burning in this hour. And burning to love what God loves and to hate what God hates. I watched 5,000 young people that are hungry for truth last night. They are in dire need of truth. They are so tired. Thank you. They are so tired of being lied to. They're so tired of the lies. So tired of the perversion. So tired of the propaganda. So tired that they've got to sit in universities and be afraid. That, no, 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 you got to pander to the agenda. Guys can give birth to children, and don't you dare say anything against it. I'm telling you, it's insanity. It's insanity. And heaven is watching, and heaven is listening. It's an abomination unto God. But I watched five, over 5,000 young people sitting on the edge of their seats looking for truth. And they weren't being preached to by revivalists and thundering evangelists and apostles and prophets. But I'm going to tell you right now, the voices that were in that room were powerful. We need a good mixture of civil leaders that have conscience and have courage. My God, that we would have ministers in the pulpit in this hour that had the the balls, or the fortitude to just rise up and, are y'all okay? Breathe. Balls in the Hebrew means, we'll talk about it later, balls in the Greek means you just need to get it. There needs to be some fortitude by those that are in the pulpit that are so weak, so anemic. It's like we got a bunch of eunuchs standing in the pulpit. My, my batteries didn't get put in my back just a few years ago. My wife's been sitting with me for 27 years, us preaching. And I've preached like this our entire ministry. And we're not apologizing for it. We're not backing up. I'm telling you what, we're praying to get bolder. Bolder, aggressive faith. 
We need aggressive faith. We need men to be men. We need men of God to be men of God. We need women of God to be women of God. It's time to thunder. It's time to thunder. to God the weapons of our warfare are not carnal they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds we have been given everything we need to succeed in this war we have been given everything to overcome in this war you have been given the weapons of warfare to deal with the demonic to deal with principalities and powers and rulers You've been given the authority. And now you're going to take your arsenal and you're going to take your weapons. You're going to take your, you're going to take your armor and you're going to use it. And you're going to thunder. And you know what? Heaven's going to back you. Heaven is going to back you with angel armies. No, not yet. I love you. You're awesome, but not yet. You got a war to win. Write it down tonight. We war through our worship. Come on, write it down. We war through our worship. Get a tattoo of it. Do something. Brand yourself. (laughs) You war to worship individually, and you war to worship corporately. Hear this tonight. In the battle of Jehoshaphat, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, we're still going places, guys. We're going places. God's given me energy. I'm going to preach till midnight. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. 2 Chronicles 20. This is the battle of Jehoshaphat where he had to face these battles of Judah and of Israel. Amon, Moab, and Mount Seir. I'm going to begin in verse 20. You ready to go there? This is what happened. God had to give Jehoshaphat a strategy. And the strategy now is this. You're going to put your worship out in front of the army. You're going to put your worship out in front of the army. We're we're warring to win. Say it tonight. I am warring to win. Don't be afraid. Say it. I am warring to win. I am warring to win. And here's one of your most epic weapons tonight. He said, you're going to put your worshipers out in front. And so they arose early in the morning. They went to the the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and he said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God. I'm going to say victory. Believe in the Lord your God. And you shall be established. Believe as prophets and you shall prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of holiness. Grab a hold of that right now. 
He sent them out to do what? Praise the beauty of God's holiness. When they went out before the army and they were saying this, Praise the Lord for His mercy endures forever. Praise the Lord for His mercy endures forever. We can do that the rest of the night till the sun comes up tomorrow. Praise the Lord for His mercy endures forever. Now when they began to sing and praise, the Lord, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir who had come against Judah and they were defeated. For the people of Ammon and Moab stood against the inhabitants of Mount Seir and utterly, to utterly kill and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, watch this, they helped to destroy one another. They started destroying one another. So when Judah came to the place where they were overlooking in the wilderness, they looked towards the multitude, and there were all the dead bodies fallen on the earth. No one had escaped. When Jehoshaphat and the people came to take their spoil... Oh, don't you miss that tonight. When they came to take their spoil, they found them the abundance of valuables on the dead bodies, precious jewelry, which they stripped off for themselves. More, more than they could carry away. It, may, it always takes, it's, I just, no, oh, I can't go there. It's Pirates of the Caribbean, and I just see them trying to carry those chests and crowns and necklaces, and here we go. Okay, back to the scriptures. That was a commercial break. Brian's back in the spirit. Here we go. They stripped them off for themselves more than they could carry away. And there were three, they were there three days gathering the spoil. There was so much. Oh, my gosh. We war through worship. We war through worship. God knows how to bring a victory. His name is victory. I want you to see something tonight in that passage of Scripture as your eyes are rolling through it. God ambushed them. God ambushed the enemies. Right now, the devil would have you believe. He's trying. See, the devil's trying to renew our mind. The devil's trying to renew our mind. He's fighting for the union of your mind. He's trying to disciple your mind to be like all the rest of the dead church. That this thing's a wrap. You need to give up your hope right now. God's packed his bags. He's left America. It's over. I'm going to tell you, they're being duped. That was a pretty lame amen. I'll go try this side. God said ambushes. What happened? The Bible tells us in Psalm 22, 3, it says that God literally dwells in the praises of his people. It literally says that God is enthroned. Watch this. God is enthroned in the praises of his people. Now, there's two revelations to that because God is enthroned in the praises of his people, but God is also enthroned within the people of his praise. Now, watch this. When they went out in front that entire atmosphere began to be transformed. When the worship went out in front, that entire atmosphere 
the swelling of God. And you know what happened? The angel armies were being activated. The angel armies. See, when it says that God set ambushes, you know how he sets ambushes. He sends angels forth to do his work and his bidding. They got, come on church, they got in the very midst. They got in the very midst of that swirl of worship and praise. And the angels went to work. The atmosphere got pregnant with God. See, you can't, you can't woo God in and worship Him and then not expect Him to manifest. And the reason He's not manifesting is because our churches across the landscape of America are doing three songs and releasing the people by a 55-minute service. And the Lord's like, give me a throne to sit on. Give me a place. Give me a place. Give me a throne. Build me an atmosphere. Build me a cloud. Build me an altar. Where, what are you doing? So the worship went out in front, and there they were, building it, building it, building it, building it, and God got in it. God was in that cloud. It was pregnant with the Spirit of God. Angels began to work. And the enemy began to take out the enemy. We are not rehearsing biblical history right now. We are talking prophecy. I said the enemy began to take out the enemy. 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 We are warring to win. God is not leading us to a dead end. We are the church that Jesus Christ is building that the gates of hell are not going to prevail against. Don't be satisfied with just quoting scripture. You got to believe that. You got to believe that and be transformed by that. Power is released in our praise. Power. Psalm 149. I want to read a couple of these verses tonight over you. Psalm 149 and verse 1. It says, praise the Lord. Notice how it has an exclamation point on the end of it. That's why I did that. Praise the Lord. Somebody say it tonight with me. Praise the Lord. Come on, somebody say it with me. Praise the Lord. One more time. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. And his praise in the assembly of the saints. Jump down to verse 6. Let the high praise of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples to Bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron to execute on them the written judgment. This honor have all the saints. Praise the Lord. I think you're starting to grab a hold of it. You war in your worship and you start using your authority. And you... Bind our city 
to the Spirit of God. You bind our city. You bind, you bind this region to the counsel of Almighty God. You bind this region to the will of God. And then you forbid the works of darkness. You forbid the workers of iniquity. You forbid those that are in wicked place of seats of authority. God, just go ahead and let your wrath, go ahead and just let your wrath hit them. Coming upon all ungodliness and all who practice unrighteousness. Some of you are afraid to pray like that. You still want to pray weak little prayers. It's time to grow up. It's time to believe the word. It's time to believe the word. It's time to take your sword of the spirit. It's time for the ecclesia to start praying prayers that are brave and hostile to the works of darkness and saying, we will forbid you. We will forbid you. You want your pedophiles having an audience with our kids? We will forbid you. The church should be going right into this mess of darkness and taking out your sword of the Spirit and opening your mouth and declaring, we forbid you. We bind you. You try to read to these kids, we'll cast every devil in you out of here right in front of everybody, right in front of all these video cameras. We'll do it here. We'll do it now. Brother, the day of divine confrontation is coming. The hour of Mount Carmel is coming. You better believe I'm going to be out there doing it. You better be too. Well, Brian, you get paid to do this. That's your job. You need to change your way of thinking. You need to get real. It's coming. It's coming. You better get suited up. You better get suited up. You better be in supplication of prayer, spending quality time with God, letting the boldness of the Holy Ghost possess you. So that you can deal with the devil. I didn't say make deals with the devil. I said deal with the devil. Submit yourself therefore unto God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So we war with our worship. We war with our prayers and intercession. Y'all all right? Can I, can I preach five more minutes? God's giving me the gas, and I'm going. I don't mean gas. I, it's it's going to be okay. <laughs> I think we needed that. Some of you are, oh, my God. Oh, oh, my God. We war with our prayer and intercession, and we war with our fasting. We are warring with our fasting. We are drawing close to the heart of God. We are in a place of consecration, but we are also warring with our fasting. Our bodies are crying out. I'm telling you, while I'm preaching this message, my body is crying out. But it is making warfare. I tell you this all the time, and I do it deliberately, and I keep reminding you that when you enter this building, you're not just standing here on 5614 Richardson Road coming into a worship service. You're not a slave to this building. Dear God, this ain't even our campus. Don't get comfortable. 
when you get in this place, we are stepping in and accessing the throne of God to begin to use our authority and to legislate God's authority as the ecclesia in the earth and to overturn the works of darkness. Paul said, you have been given weapons of warfare. Now go and overthrow. Go and overturn. Go and overturn all these works of darkness. Everything that is trying to exalt, it, exalt itself against the knowledge of God, I have commissioned you. Go and overturn it. Don't just sit in your living room and watch the news and complain about it. Get out and go and overturn it. That's the commission of the ecclesia. We keep praying and asking God, you do something. He's saying, no, I've given you the authority and the power. You go do it. You go do it. Who have I given my authority to? I've given it to my ecclesia, my sons and daughters. Go do it. Go do it. Go do it. Go do it. So we war with our fasting. We war with our intercession. We war with our worship. And I want to show you what happens when you war in fasting. Psalm 50, uh, uh, Isaiah 58. And I've got a few more minutes left. Isaiah 58. And I'm beginning to read in verse 9. Is it behind me? Put it in your notes tonight. Is it a fast that I have chosen? A day for a man to afflict his soul? It is, it, is it to bow down his head to the bulrush and to spread out sackcloth and ashes? Would you call this a fast, an acceptable day of the Lord? Is it not the fast that I have chosen? This is God. Is it not the fast that I have chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness? I want to tell you, this is what is on God's heart. God's dream and desire is this. He said to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every heavy yoke. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry? And that you give your bread to the poor who are cast out, and when you see the naked, that you cover him, and to hide yourself from your own flesh. For then... Your light shall break forth. Your light shall break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily. And your righteousness shall go before you. Here it is. And the glory. And the glory. Somebody shout out in the glory. Come on, church. And the glory. And the glory shall be your rear guard. And you shall call upon the Lord and he will answer. You will cry and he will say, here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness. See, your fasting is a warfare to break prison gates. You have to get over yourself and just these, sometimes these little bitty petty things that we keep circling around for ourselves that we want to see. I want to tell you, God wants to lift your vision higher for a generation who is desperate in need of some people that carry keys to come and unlock their bars. Your fasting is your weapon of choice. And what happens is, is when you're fasting, you are being fashioned 
into God's weapon of choice. God says, that's the man I can use. That's the woman I can use. Now you become an effective weapon in the hand of God. You become razor sharp. The word of God is powerful. It is alive. It is active. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. The word of God is within you. You are being sharpened in this fast. No more spiritual dullness. No more tolerating spiritual dullness. No more tolerating spiritual dullness. If you tolerate it, you're not going to make it in these last days. You tolerate spiritual darkness, you will not last in these days. Better men than you and I have already fallen. Suit up. Suit up. Put on the full armor of God. Take your authority. How do we war? We war by speaking truth. We war by speaking and manifesting righteousness. Manifesting righteousness with authority and boldness over every lie of the devil. You see the consequence that this nation is paying because the church has been so weak and lame and impotent. Do you see the pain? Guys, are you still with me or are you starting to sleep? Do you see the pain that America is in because we bought into this stupid church culture system that is so dead and lifeless and lame? We are paying the consequence, the highest level of consequence in America. And all the while, there's a generation that is crying out to be liberated by the power of God. I'm telling you what. You better take up your weapons right now of warfare and use them. It's time to get bold. It's time to get aggressive. I'm praying for more boldness in my life. Now, I'm closing. Somebody said amen in here. I heard you. <laughs> Don't be offended at God because of spiritual warfare. You may need to write it down tonight. Don't be offended with God because of spiritual warfare. This is what Paul said. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3. This is a scripture that a lot of people don't hit. You, therefore, must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. <laughs> you, therefore, must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Guys, we're in an hour of war. War is coming. Different levels of war is coming. There are massive eruptions in the earth that are, that are about to happen, nation against nation, kingdom of, against kingdom. And Jesus already prepared us, and he said, he said, what did he say? Matthew 24, do not let your heart be troubled. This is only the beginning. Don't be surprised. What did, what did the apostle Peter say? 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 12 and 14, you can see it behind me. He said, don't think it's strange, this fiery trial. Read that. Just look at that behind me. You don't be offended at the intensity of the spiritual warfare. 
Do not think it's strange that you are in fiery trial. Are you reading it? Second Timothy chapter 3. This is where I'm closing tonight. And I'm in the Passion Translation. I'm beginning to read in verse 1. Is it behind me tonight? You need to be aware that in the final days, the culture of society will become extremely fierce and difficult for the people of God. People will be self-centered lovers of themselves and obsessed with money. They'll boast of great things. They'll strut around in their arrogant pride, and they'll mock all that is right. That sounds exactly like what we watch every single day in the United States of America. They strut around in their arrogant pride, and they mock everything that is right. They ignore their own families. They're ungrateful. They're ungodly. They, become, they have become addicted to hateful and malicious slander. It just describes it all. That's where this culture is. Read that again. They've become addicted to hateful and malicious slander. Slaves of their own desires. They'll be ferocious, belligerent haters of what is good and right. That's exactly what we're seeing. Belligerent haters of all that is good and right. With brutal treachery, they will act without restraint. Just like what we've seen about, you know, up in New York about this potential assassination. And then they go and they get him out of jail. Lawlessness wickedness haters of all that is good and right with brutal treachery they will act without restraint bigoted wrapped in the clouds of their own deceit they will find their delight in the pleasures of the world more than the pleasures of loving God and they will pretend to have a respect for God notice that they'll pretend to have a respect for God but in reality they want nothing to do with God's power stay away from people You know, when I read that today, Bren, and the rest of you, you know what I thought, honey? They pretend to have a respect for God. We're way beyond that. We're way beyond that. They're letting us know we don't respect your God. We don't, re we don't respect your silly little book. We don't respect the church. They want nothing to do with God. And let me tell you, the righteousness and the justice and the judgments and the wrath of God is coming for sure. It's coming. And it's, it's going to be something. But I tell you tonight that the enemy cannot stop the church that Jesus is building. The enemy cannot stop the church that Jesus is building. He's, the devil's been stopping the church that religion has been built on for a long time. The impotence, the eunuchs, the fluff, the entertainment, the show. The enemy has easily stopped that. But the church that Jesus is building... Hell will not be able to stop. I've got one more scripture for you tonight, if you can endure it. 
I've got gas in the tank. <laughs> Woo! I got gas in the tank. I'm telling you what, it's amazing how it's coming. <sighs> Thank you, God. This is what Jesus said, and I say it over you tonight. Behold, I give you authority to trample. I give you authority to trample. I give you authority to trample. On serpents and scorpions. What is that? It's the very nature and character of devils. I'm giving you authority to trample on everything. Over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. And I'm going to remind you tonight. Victory, look this way. I'm going to remind you tonight what trample means. It means to be aggressive. It means to be powerful. It means to tread upon. It means to crush. It means to destroy. What's this outpouring going to look like? There is an aspect of this that's going to become so spiritually militant because the church is going to be moving in authority and power and triumphing over evil and calling it out and dealing with it. There's going to be a strong aspect of this. Now, in three weeks from tonight, you're not going to be looking at me. You're going to be looking at John Kilpatrick. And if I could throw you in a DeLorean and fire that sucker up to 88 miles per hour, <laughs> I'd take you back to Pensacola, Florida with me and Bren after standing in line for 10 hours waiting just to get in the doors in the Florida sun. And I remember Steve Hill saying these words one night. He said the coming revival will be the most violent revival this earth has ever seen. And I'm going to tell you something. When he said that, it came out of his mouth like an arrow and went right into my spirit, and it's never left me. This revival will be the most violent revival you've ever seen because the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent will take it by force. I'm telling you, God is going to manifest himself through his children. I'm not talking about ego. I'm not talking about pushing your chest out. I'm not, I'm not talking about John Wayne in it. I'm talking about being men and women of God that are clothed in the armor of God that are going to go forth and deal with the devil. Deal with the devil. Deal with the devil. I almost started singing, the devil went down to Georgia, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do that. Anyway, <laughs> here's my encouragement. Use your authority. Worship and use your weapon of worship, prayer and intercession, fasting, but ultimately use the weapon of the word of God. Use the word. Use your sword. I'm going to tell you. It was electrifying to watch our governor last night stand over that army of young people and tell them, take up your shield of faith. 
Take up your sword of truth. We've only just begun to fight. You better believe it. And we war to win. All this, those, are we online? Did the storm blow us out? We're online. Somebody say, praise the Lord. The signal is so weak on this campus. It's, anyway, that's another story. Thank God we're online. Listen, we war to win. You're watching me tonight. You're warring to win. You got to get greater acquainted with victory and triumph. The Lord is raising us up to win. He's raising you up, Josh, to win. He's raising you up, Jeff and Sarah, to win. Glory to God. Well, that's a wrap. I'm done. I'm done. Hey, Amen. You can put your Bibles aside. We're going to receive an offering tonight. Don't leave. <laughs> Ushers, would you come tonight? Those of you online, you can give right now. VictoryFLA.com. VictoryFLA.com. You can give on your app right now. If you need an offering envelope tonight, lift your hand. Now, I'm going to give some instructions because my wife and I are doing this. And, honey, you're going to join me in a minute. We... I always encourage the people, we've been in this fast, ask the Lord what he would have you to give. Plant a seed. Plant a miracle seed during this fast. This is the last night. If you have not done it, and my wife and I have not done it, we've been waiting till tonight, to the finale of this fast. We're going to sow that seed. And I'm excited about the seed we're sowing. Glory to God. And listen, if you're coming to church and you're not giving and you're not sowing and you're not tithing, you're missing it. That's a powerful word, Brian. Thank you very much. You're missing it. You're missing it. You're blowing it. You're, you're not missing it. You're blowing it. You're just totally blowing it. You're free riding. You're free riding on everybody else. Well, that's going over really well. See how pastoral that was? It's the truth. Give and it shall come back to you. Good measure. Press down, shaken together, and running over. Give. God's people are generous. I'm amazed. You know, I'm amazed while, while you're writing your checks. I'm amazed at people that leave the church and, and they bark. They bark. They act like they're so important. They act like they're so important. You ready, Jeannie? You're going to like this. They act like they're so important. <laughs> they bark about everything in the church. Bark, bark about this. Bark, 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 bark. Bark about that. And they never tithed and never gave anything. And then they act so important when they leave. They never served they never did anything. They never served. They never, nothing. And then they leave and they act so important. My wife and I, I mean, we just, it's a sign and a wonder. We just laugh. We go, people are nuts. 
People are nuts. They're just goofy. They got the spirit of dumb and dumber all over them. They do. They got the spirit of dumb and dumber all over them. They, they act so important. They never served. They never gave a buck. And when they leave, oh, I wasn't being fed. Or the, or the pastor said balls. Yeah, see, you think I'm being really controversial right now. Read your Bible. Or, or have you been, oh my God. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. There's stuff in there that's intense. And you've read it, but you just don't like hearing it over a microphone. Give. Be a giver. Be a giver. I'm not trying to be provocative. I'm not trying to flip you. I'm just being very real with you. Be a giver. I'm excited about sowing this seed tonight, Bren. I'm excited for all of you in this fast. You know why? Because I want you to expect breakthroughs. I want you to expect breakthroughs. I want you to expect breakthroughs for our church. I want you to expect breakthroughs for our city. Glory to God. I want you to expect breakthroughs for the kingdom of God. I want you to expect breakthroughs for our nation because we, we attach our faith to what we've been interceding over. Honey, I want you to come join me. I want to lay hands on our seed too. Are you ready to give? Father, we thank you for the privilege of giving tonight. We honor you and we worship you in our giving. We delight in you, God. We delight in you, God. Lord, we pray that in our fast now on the other side, miracles are breaking forth over the people of God. Blessings upon blessings upon blessings begin to chase the people down. Favor begins to chase the people down. Blessings begin to chase the people of God down. Breakthrough and blessings and provisions and miracles healing speedily in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We bless this offering tonight. I bless those of you that are watching. I bless those that are, that, of you that have been watching for a long time and never gave a dollar. I bless you, and I speak that you'll become a giver. You'll start partnering with this ministry that's bringing you life. We bless you, and we bless this house in Jesus' name. We bless this seed in Jesus' name. Amen. Somebody give God praise in this house. Just do it. Come on. Go ahead, ushers. Honey, let's give the announcements. And uh, Kathy, I know, is Kathy in the back now? You, Kathy, you ready? And her husband, Stan, we're so blessed you're here. Love you guys. And Neil, Neil and Amy's going to be out in the foyer as well. They're going to be taking care of voter registration and, and giving you the voter guides tonight. You want to grab a hold of those in just a few minutes. The ushers are still receiving the offering. And let's take care of that. We got a few announcements. Before Bryn goes through the announcements, I want to give an important announcement about this coming Tuesday. This coming Tuesday, Russ Klein 
will be with us this coming Tuesday night. Russ Klein will be with us teaching a prophetic workshop. You want to mark your schedule. All of you know Russ and Kim Klein, their daughter Shekinah. Russ will be with us Tuesday night. If you can make it here, you want to make it here. He's going to be teaching. He's going to be imparting. He's going to be prophesying. It's going to be a powerful workshop. That's Tuesday night at 6.30. What time? What night? Russ Klein. You don't want to miss it. Amen. Brent? All right. Well, I'll just start to say, if you don't like that word, I don't either. So it's okay. <laughs> that word. <laughs> I ain't saying it. <laughs> saying it. All right. So <laughs> moving right along. We have the house, uh, Highfield House Fire tomorrow at 2 p.m. at the Jeff and Faith Highfield's house. So um, you can go on our app or the website, get more information for that. And our family house fire for our young families with kids. Um, that's going to be Sunday, July 31st at 3.30 p.m. And again, go to the app for more information. And uh, Brian shared about Russ and Kim with uh, Russ coming uh, this coming Tuesday. And, um, and then don't forget our Glory and Fire conference. I know you won't. But don't, just make sure that you're registered. Uh, registration is filling. And it's, it's really good. So we do expect to hit uh, 8.50, the max that we can at that location. So, yeah, so make sure you're registered. Um, yeah, I would just say, you know, I forgot to say earlier, we talked about the school board, you know, of, of the elections. But it's also county commission. And, and I just want to say, you know, with county commission, do you remember... When COVID was going on and the city, the city commission of Sarasota mandated all masks downtown in city limits, you know, for all businesses, everything. And they went to the county and they said, are you going to do that countywide? County commission said, no, we're not doing that. That's, that's, that's what we're talking about. That's just one, one thing of importance what we're talking about you know it's this is this is about at your front door and maybe I'm preaching to the choir but I'm saying it anyway <laughs> you know <laughs> I won't <laughs> and then what else oh the hospital you know we're, we're voting for um, you know positions with the hospitals Okay, remember, let's, let's go back again. Remember COVID? You know, when, when loved ones were in the hospital and they weren't allowing family members in to go see them? When family members were dying and they weren't allowing the family, other family to come and be with them? And they're even in their last moments that they got missed out on. So, so you know, this this stuff is important. And um, and again, it's at our front door. This is about what's at our front door. And um, so, love you guys. I know you're gonna. I know you're gonna be a part of that. And if 
the 23rd doesn't work out for you, you can always vote early. So, all right, that's it. So I got one more pastoral word to give tonight. So those of you that are sitting home on your couch and you're watching tonight, Victory's your church, and you, you miss two to three weeks every month, I'm going to tell you what, you need to pray about your position right now. You need to get in church. You need to get in church. You need to rethink what you're doing. You call this your church. You sit home two to three weeks out of the month and say, oh, Brian's your pastor. Brian's great. This is my church. And you're coming once a month. It's pitiful. You need to get yourself in the house of God and get real and get legit in this hour. And if you don't want to suit up in the armor of God and get in this thing, you stay home. But you need to get here. All right. I said that. Shepherding love. Go ahead and say it, Elder Mark. Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. See, maybe there's some more pastoral things I need to say tonight. Maybe there's a few more pastoral things I need to say tonight. It's going to be a great talk between me and Bryn at the house tonight after service. It's going to be great. And I'm going to tell you right now, she's going to win. Listen, we love you guys. We're, we're going to dismiss tonight. We, I love you too, Jeannie. You're amazing. You are amazing. Lord have mercy. You're amazing. Um, tonight, we're, we're, we're going to dismiss. I want you guys to get all the voter guides, get signed up. If you're not registered to vote, you can register tonight. We bless you guys. We love you. It's been a great night. Good night. And those of you online, good night. We love you.